like everything has to be an argument. So, you know, it's not even the point that people are on social media and they're, um, they're putting these, these opinions out there getting, yeah. And then they get, they get kicked off for a little while, whatever. It's just because people want to argue it. And then when somebody gets hurt about it, they complain to somebody. And then this is what happens that, you know, the Mark Zuckerberg's of the world and these little minions take everything off of there. And it's like, I thought freedom of speech was a thing, right? You should be able to express that. Well, only as much as Facebook will allow you to, but if you want to walk outside and say it, go ahead because nobody can stop you from doing it. I mean, they might come out and punch you in the mouth. This is the Beards and Bros podcast. On behalf of Jew, Joe, and myself, Tim, enjoy the episode. Which may be... Right, you know, and, something I, that. and that's what I said, you know, whenever, whenever we were kids, we'd stand in a group and you'd talk, and if someone didn't agree with it, you're, you, you'd probably go and fight. Yeah. You know? You talk, and, well, here's the thing, you had a couple options. You talked about it, it either you, you came to a peaceful resolution or you didn't. You walked away from the conversation. You guys worked it out verbally or yeah, somebody was probably catching hands. Yeah. <laughs> so you didn't have that, that option. You, didn't, you weren't afraid of somebody shooting you either. Yeah. Well, Do we need to reintroce? Because I noticed that we were not recording. <laughs> I just noticed that as well. I just I noticed like, that as well. I just clicked the button. I was like, shit. I was laughing in my head as you were doing it. I'm like, oh, wow, that was a lot. Of- <laughs> That's a lot of information. It's yeah. not there right now. Yeah. So welcome yeah. to the episode, everybody. Hashtag hey, reboot. fellas, how you doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Good. <laughs> Catch up in hot sauce, honey. <laughs> oh, man, we missed all that. Uh, well, I mean, it was the beginning, so it's at least we caught it then. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this episode, we're going to talk about how we can basically uh, reboot the United States, our opinion on the things that are going wrong and how we need to kind of fix it. So, um, so I think one of the first questions that I wrote down, you know, that nice list that I, I had that <laughs> took me forever in a day, literally a full day to just kind of go through my thoughts um, to kick it off just in your own words, when you think of the United States of America, what do you think of? And you can, however you want to phrase it, it doesn't have to be any specific way, like how you thought of it when you were a kid or how you think of it now, or, you know, you're just your overall feeling. Why don't we do it in two sections? What we thought of it when we were kids, Joe, sure. maybe not so much you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe's the youngin' in the group. Yeah. Um, so let's say your opinion of the United States when you were a kid versus your opinion of the United States now. And to, to Joe's credit, when you're a kid, regardless of what's happening, you are blinded because you don't know all the, all the hundred percent truths because things are held back hidden or you're just not as in tune because you're worried more about what's the next GI Joe or transformer or <laughs> Pokemon card or whatever, you know? So yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm cool with that. Let's, let's break it down. Joe, you want to roll first? Oh, geez. Um, I don't ever remember a time when I was a kid being, yeah, it might play into how I feel today, possibly. I'm just now having that realization. <laughs> uh, I was never really overly concerned with all the, you know, the patriotism, red, white, and blue, what's going on in Washington, 
um, like any other, you know, most other kids wasn't overly involved or concerned about any of that. Uh, I knew what I was taught from the time I was born. You know, uh, we take pride in our country. We, we go to school every day and we say the national or, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance. We stand for the national anthem. You take your hat. You put your hand over your heart. You, you know, that's what I knew about America for, you know, until probably the age of reason was what I was told to know about America and feel about America and what my opinion should be and what I should celebrate and not celebrate, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, early adulthood and I'm full of piss and vinegar and angsty and rebellious and, you know, we all go through that, uh, that I really started to question a lot of what I had learned my entire life, a lot of what I've been told my entire life about this country, about the things going on with our leaders and the way we govern our people and the laws that are uh, struck down or passed or enforced or not enforced and the social injustices and so many things. Um, I feel complete 180 uh, now as an adult about this country and the state of this, this country than I did um, in childhood. In childhood, you know, it, it, it's, uh, it's fun. It's 4th of July and fireworks and America is great and we're the only country in the world that has freedom and everything's so star-spangled, fantastic. And then you hit the age of reason and you realize, oh, maybe not. That was all bullshit. <laughs> right. So... I mean, that's, you know, in a nutshell, where I'm at. Go ahead, Tim. <laughs> are, you, are you warming up? Is that it? <laughs> I'm warming up, buddy. Like I said, I'm probably going to lose some friends on this episode. So, okay. go ahead. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, Joe, you made some good points. When you're a kid, you're a little bit blind to those things. Like, I remember stuff from when we were growing up, Jude, like um, the Iran-Contra stuff. Uh, you know, some political things I can remember the presidents and whatever, was but storm, yeah, well, yeah, but so that was probably what started to kick off my my eyes opening a little because it was all over the news, and I was like, What's happening? Like, why is this? Why is it happening? And then things started to kind of come to me now, obviously, still at that point, a teenager, so I was like, Okay, let me learn about it, but I also don't kind of care about it either. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I can remember like Labor Day and Labor Day was a huge thing. We had to get together and, and have a picnic and celebrate being Americans who have jobs. And, you know, and then, you know, Fourth of July, Memorial Day, all that kind of stuff meant big things. And, um, that, you know, one of the nice things about like Amanda's family is they still celebrate these things. They still have picnics and stuff like that. And some people don't because they don't feel like it's necessary or whatever. And to me, that was a time for family, a time to to you know kind of relish being a an american you know um and i you know i remember like really being into the olympics because i wanted to be a we're america i want to win i want to as americans i want americans to win and uh, i don't like i'm watching these now and yeah i still want that but i don't know how much i care about it it's not really making a difference other than some gold medals and i feel great for the athletes but i don't know if it has the same meaning as it used to have um so, uh, you know, fast forward to 45 year old Tim and he is much more eyes open with the whole thing. Yeah, I still have those, you know, feelings of wanting to 
be proud of the country that I live in. And, and I, yeah, I know we're going through some stuff, but I'm still, I'm still proud of where I'm at and where we are. And, you know, yes, we have things to work on, but I, like anything you have things to work on, nothing is perfect, but I feel like we have a lot to work on too. We have a lot of broken stuff, um, you know, outdated things. Uh, we have to get over ourselves a little bit as far as how we treat people and, um, figure out something better so that we're all in a better place in general. So, you know, wars are not as, uh, flashy i think as they once were in a sense of like okay i know why we're there and i know what we're doing but now it's kind of like why are we still there what are we, you know, <laughs> God, we could have handled that better you know why are we losing american lives when we don't need to and you know i so i'm definitely a little more um jaded and than i used to be and i still when i hear you know i'm proud to be an american and songs like that. Yeah. I still get a little like tingly. Cause I'm like, yeah, you know, that's what it's, that's what it's supposed to be about. And Jude, well, you're, I don't think you are, but I am, I'm a bicentennial baby. So I was born in 76 when we were celebrating our 200th anniversary. And that was a huge year. I mean, uh, I was just listening to uh, another podcast this morning and um, the now Caitlyn Jenner was on talking about when, uh, you know, she was Bruce Jenner and was in the Olympics and, uh, you know, just how uh, patriotic everything was that year because it was our bicentennial. Everything was like so much more hyped up and, um, you know, we're, where are we now? We're getting close to, we're five years away from 250 year celebration. I'm like, why did I have to do the math? I'm about to be 15, five years. So that makes sense. (laughs) math while I'm taking notes on what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, we are definitely in a different place, but I personally, and I'm sure we will talk about this more as we get into it, we are being duped and I feel led by not only the media, but social media and ourselves um, to maybe see things that are true and things that are not true in order to skew us and send us down these paths. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Take it away, Jude. All righty. <laughs> so I think growing up, you know, you're right. It's, we were carefree, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot to be afraid of, you know, it's, we were, hardworking we were prideful we were patriotic we were you know we were proud you know it was america number one man america was the place to be america was you know what you you thought everybody else wanted to be you know and like you said when you're a teenager you're watching you know, Desert Storm, and to me, I thought Scud Missiles was going to be a lot more of a problem growing up than what they turned out to be, kind of like the whole stop, drop, and roll. I thought I was going to be on fire a lot more than what I was. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know it, why do they but, keep telling I mean, me this? Is there, Am I just going to bust the flames? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we had, you know, we had bomb drills to where if an atomic bomb, came, you know, hit around there, you know, you hit underneath your desk, that was like a, you know, the, See, the radiation would never make it through that desk you know i do not remember that at all like we did not oh, do. do that in jersey when so. i was in kindergarten first grade yeah we did those mm. 
So, but I mean, like, like I said, growing up, you didn't think of, you weren't afraid, you know, you, you lived a little bit more carefree, you know, you just worried about going to school or, you know, hanging out with your friends. We, we went outside, we did things outside. We, we, we wanted to be so much more than what we, you know, what kids are today, you know, you had goals, you know, and, and, and then as you get to, like Joe said, you get to the age where you start paying attention, you start learning different things. And, you know, then I, I, I say this all the time and people agree with me, people disagree with me. Worst thing that happened to this world was the internet. I say that, I, I say that all the time because then it got to everybody's opinions and who am I offending? And now all of a sudden it was wrong to be gay. And, you know, there were, there were as much as you don't want to believe it, there were blacks and whites and gays and transgenders way before the internet told you about it, folks. <laughs> you know, you know and, and then now it's like the world is laughing at us. And the thing is, is the worst enemy of the United States right now is the United States. You know who hates America the most? Americans. That's the truth. You know, we're, we're fighting with ourselves. We're fighting with each other. Everybody is wrong. Everybody is right. There's no in between. There's no, like, I have a really hard time thinking that there's going to be a point where everybody goes, oh, shit, maybe we should have been working together. I don't see it. I don't, you know, and it, a lot of people are like, oh, you're so negative. I'm not negative. I'm just trying to, I, I, I look at the way things used to be and the way that things are now. And we are getting very close to the point of no return. We are so worried about me, 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 or, you know, Republican, Democrat, liberal. It doesn't, that, that shouldn't matter. Everybody should be allowed to be what they want to be. Um, and, and I laugh at the people, you know, you get the, uh, and everybody knows I collect guns. I own guns. I'm all about guns. I sell guns for a living, you know? So everybody, you know, they're like, you know, second amendment. Well, the second amendment only meant with muskets and, and, and colonial armies. And then they're like, well, no, no, no. The second amendment's a second amendment. Okay. That's fine. But then you get these other people, the same people that are going, well, we need to look at what our forefathers said. No, 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 ignore that. But don't ignore my freedom of speech First Amendment, though. So wait a minute. You're telling me I'm supposed to ignore the Second Amendment because that wasn't what they meant by it, but I'm supposed to pay attention to the first one. You can't have it both ways. You know, I, I said this a couple of years ago and somebody looked at me like I had three eyes. I think the Constitution and Bill of Rights should be rewritten. Absolutely think it should be rewritten. Because that pertained to a time and a place in American history that we will never be part of again. Never. Never will. I think it should be rewritten. Here's the thing. No one will agree. Because you have the Republican, you have the Democrat, and they're fighting each other. And this country, they call it the United States of America. There is nothing united about us. Nothing. Sorry to say it. Like... Everybody says I'm so negative about it. It's not that I'm negative. I'm just, I'm being honest. 
We are not the United States of America. There's nothing united about us now. Nothing. And you can say I'm wrong all you want. That's fine. But I don't think I'm far from being right. So you're not at all. And I oftentimes um, laugh at that whole United States of America uh, moniker because I consider us more the divided states of embarrassment. So I want to be the um, opposite end of this real quick. (laughs) I don't 100% disagree with what you're saying. However, the optimist in me feels like if we were backed into a corner and we had to unite for something, we would do that because we've seen it in the past. In 2001, we had 9-11, which we talked about in one of our podcasts, and we, we united for a, a, what I would say is a short amount of time. Um, and we did have the internet then. It wasn't as big. There wasn't a Facebook kind of thing or, but you know, people were online and you can look up things and they had, inter- you know, web websites and things like that. Um, yes, it's gotten a lot more carried away than what it used to be, obviously, but something in me feels like that if something were to happen and I, I don't want something like this to happen in order to make this happen, but I was just going to say like, that Tim. it yeah, should I, not take a tragedy. Right. For that to happen. Right. But we're on the we're on the cusp of that that's the problem that's where i agree with you we are on the cusp of having that kind of home-built tragedy not some other country or other some terrorist organization trying to fly planes into our buildings we are the ones doing the damage to ourselves at this point and that's that's where it concerns me because we're going to have to you know really dig ourselves out of a big hole if we continue down this path so my thing with that, though, is, is we saw it a little bit with 9-11, where people had their opinion of what they thought we should do with 9-11. You know, we had Muslims walking down the street that had nothing to do with it, fearing for their lives, mm-hmm. because we as Americans were saying, it's your fault. And then you had people going, you know what? Just drop a drop the drop the bomb on a man, nuke the whole place, level it to the ground, and we'll be fine. I think right now, if you had a 9-11 happen in today's day and age, there is no unity. There's gonna be fuck yeah, America, kill them. That's all it's gonna be. You know, and, and and I agree with you. I think the next problem here's here's the thing. If you pay attention to what's going on in in the world right now, this is my fear of what might happen. And I've had multiple people agree with me. You have Russia on the border of the Ukraine, and Russia is threatening to go into Ukraine. And the United States has said, if you go into Ukraine. We're going to protect those people. Guess who we forgot about? That little fucker with nuclear bombs in North Korea. Mm. What happens whenever we're so tied up with Russia going into Ukraine and he drops a bomb on us? Uh, My personal belief is I don't think that would happen because I, I feel like he's always going to be watched because of, of what the things that he does. He may, he makes too much noise. He, 
He he's can like, hit look at my new toy. You know, <laughs> he's, he's that guy. Because he doesn't he, do anything in he secret. Drop you know? Hawaii. Oh no, I'm, I'm not saying Hawaii, that. Or he could drop Alaska. Either mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have the capability to do it. I just don't think he would do that because he knows the minute something like that would happen, his whole country would be gone. I don't think because, he cares because I mean, he would be gone. You know, <laughs> because like right. what think, you just said. So, I so let me. Okay. I was gonna say, let me let me ask you this real quick because. You know, you're saying that now you think if something like that happened, we'd be all America. Do we not feel like that never happened in the past? No, I don't. I, I'm saying if that would happen now, I don't think would be all America. You don't think we would be all America? No. We, you would. So what do you what do you think we would do? I think it would be that it would be the one party, which you could say Republican, Democrat, whatever, would blame the other one for what happened. We would not be united. It would be the other party's fault to where, well, if the Democrats would have had the balls to stand up to this motherfucker before, we wouldn't be in a position we're in. Or if the Democrats would have X, Y, Z, we wouldn't have this happening right now. The blame's going to be put on one of the parties of the American government. See, I, I 100%. respectfully disagree on that just because what we have done in the past the, you know, the, the Japanese bomb Pearl Harbor, we a different time two atom bombs and took out complete cities without even a blink of an eye. But uh, it's a different time. 9-11. And we're like, nope, we're taking over the Middle East. We're going there. We're going to Afghanistan. We're going to Iran. We're going to yeah, look how that turned out at 20 years. I, later. I'm not saying anything turned out. You know what I mean, I'm no. just saying, though, but we come together immediately to say, you know what? Let us leave us alone with our own devices. We, we're handling happened, our shit. We're, we'll come at I'm you saying, and try to bother it. You know what I'm saying though is, is yeah, we went to Afghanistan. We were there 20 years, and we pulled out of Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and we fought each other over it. Mm-hmm. Well, because of the way I'm we saying, did it. I mean, that's a you know, it, tell me, tell me it wasn't sloppy. <laughs> like, but what? I, but you know, I, I voted this president in, and I think it was sloppy. <laughs> But but like I've talked to I've talked to multiple friends about this. How are we supposed to do it the right way? I don't really know the right way, but it, it shouldn't be an overnight thing where we're just like, all right, fend for yourself. You know, <laughs> we're out. You know, right. You know, right. But like, what what was the right way? Even if we would have done it over time, I, I think that it gives some of the people yeah. there that were innocents to chance to escape and get away and and find a different you know place to be so that they can be away from it and we didn't do that we left a lot of people there to just say figure it out on your own we're sorry i mean we did what we could i think in this in the circumstances you see pictures of babies being handed over from families and things like that i mean yeah look that's that's a whole i think it could be a whole another episode because it was jacked up the whole the whole thing we should have never been there for as long as we had been but right. um we i feel never like never been there for 20 years i'll tell you yeah. that now as soon as we got bin Laden, we should have been like all right it's been nice see you guys later yep, you know, we, we got who we needed <laughs> you'd have just handed him over I've before said, we'd have been gone you know? <laughs> and i've said the thing before with bin laden we knew where he was at mm. we absolutely knew where he was at yeah it's just we took our good old fucking time mm-hmm. yeah i'm but sure there was other reasons was you know, it- other things yeah, well, I, I think also it wasn't going to it wasn't going to fill anybody's agenda though, mm-hmm. because war is profitable. Mm-hmm. Right, facts yeah. are facts. War is profitable. That's why that war went on as long as it did. Mm-hmm. Yep, and it gave us something to talk about in the news. Yeah. Uh, so, I I 
I totally respect your, your opinion on it. And I could see why you would feel that way. And, and I, I feel differently because again, I'm an optimist. So I feel like if something like that were to happen, we would unite. We'd be like, you know what, let's put this to the side for a second. Let's go handle our shit. Cause so it, it's kind of like that. You, those YouTube videos where two people are fighting. If you've ever seen one and then one person tries to step in and then they both beat the crap out of that guy. So that they get back yeah. to fight each other. But you know? I think the thing is right now is looking at the way things are and how we blame you know, you have those Republicans are blaming Democrats. You have Democrats blaming Republicans. And it's over the stupid. We're fighting oh, over yeah. fucking masks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're fighting over stupid shit. You don't think yeah. it's something that's going to be huge. It happens that we're just going to put it aside and and, and be best buddies. This I, isn't I, I do because because like, it is a, because the, the mask thing to me is such a petty thing at this point. Like, I feel like that if something came along that was a bigger issue and you know what, and and maybe I'm wrong, because if you look at this coronavirus thing, how many Americans died and we've continued to just bicker back and forth. But again, they don't I don't think they have a finger to point at to blame so that we have to go. They're going at each other because there's nobody else to go after. They feel so, you know, I don't know. I think. I could agree and disagree with parts of both sides that have been presented from you, Tim, and you, Jude. I, a couple of times, I've been, if I, if I don't take these notes, I'll forget. So I'm sitting here right now like crazy. Um, I agree and disagree with both of you, but I can respect and totally understand both your perspectives. I think you're both right. Um, COVID, especially, I'm glad you brought that up. You're right. In the past, historically, and we're just talking about in the past, take the future off the table. Historically, have we always done that? Have we always come together as a nation in times of hardship like that? Absolutely. We've always found a way to put our shit on hold and band together and unite and, you know, countless times. But I can also see what Jude's saying is each one of those times, even as recently as 9-11, it wasn't the world that we're living in now the world that we're living in now and i understand being an optimist i'm not trying to be a pessimist by any means the world we live in now i believe the uh, the pandemic is the perfect example of something that maybe should have brought us together and united us maybe should have you know judging how we've handled things like that historically uh it should have brought us closer and united us and, and brought out the best in all of us as a team. It didn't, if anything, it drove everybody further apart. And that could possibly be, you know, like you said, be because there's no outside source for anyone to blame it on a foreign country Mm -hmm. or a foreign power or this or that it's, there's no one to point the finger at. So we're pointing it at each other and we we, are in China. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, and, I, and that takes me into a line of thought that I had about as, as far as what it's going to take for everything to change here. I don't know. I don't have the answer. And I am breaking my own rule by even having this conversation because I, I feel pretty strongly now uh, after a lot of things I've learned that if you don't have a potential solution for the problem, maybe you just don't complain about the problem. Mm. Um, I, I don't have a solution written down step by step say this is how we're going to fix xyz and this is exactly what it's going to take to do it um so it makes me 
you know, feel a little hypocritical talking about it, but the first step in fixing a problem is acknowledging that there is one. We're not the nation that we should be. We're not the nation that we used to be. America is not the place that it once was. And the first step in fixing that is acknowledging the problems and talking about them. Mm not acting like they don't exist. You know, what is it going to take? I've often thought at times that the only way we were ever going to take this nation back and give it back to the people where it belongs is, is, is a second revolutionary war. But then COVID happened. And I thought, well, shit, we're not getting a second revolutionary war. We're going to wind up in another civil war. I, I don't know. Ultimately, I think like you, I think we touched on a little earlier, this is going to a very, very, very dark, negative place. I know it's a very pessimistic outlook, but I really do see this ending in some kind of war, whether it's, you know, again, the people against the government or the the people against the people or subsequently one after the other. It will start out and it already has, it will be the people against the people and then the government will come and clean it up. Hmm. I've said that before. That's exactly the government doesn't have to do anything right now. We are doing a fantastic job fighting with each other to where the government just has to stand back and go, we'll clean it up when it's over. And it's getting close. You're going to get, I, I'm telling you, you're going to get a, a civil war or a revolutionary war, whatever war you want to call it. It's going to be the people against the people. I'd like to know if all you conspiracy theory uh, people out there believe that, that there was an agenda behind that and the government I don't want to say wanted, but for lack of a better word, you know, wanted uh, disrest among uh, us as a society and wanted us to be fighting against each other, each other because it fueled an agenda. I'm not saying that's the case, but I know there are people out there that have brought that up. And I'm not saying that it doesn't hold any water. That could, they, sure, why the fuck not? I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where we can solve political divide because that's just our nature, right? Everybody has their own belief in it, but we, we definitely need to figure out a way to compromise on both sides and come to agreement and understanding and how, how both sides can benefit from a resolution and whatever it is that we talk about, whether if it's gun control or the econ- economics or the, you know, <laughs> we need to fix our roads and bridges and, you know, just the, that in general, I mean, uh, it's just horrible. And, you know, we fight over how much money we're going to spend on all these things. And it's like, how do we put a price on safety for Americans while they're just doing something simple, like driving over a bridge or, American, you know, American politics, man, American politics have gotten so ridiculous. It's a circus. It's a game. Yep. It's a popularity contest. It's Which, a I mean, it has been, I mean, but it, it was for a different reason before, and now it's just out of control. But I want to, I want to comment on what you said though, Timmy, you said about there needs to be a, a compromise where we come together. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, is a lot of people's idea of compromise is you need to agree with my agenda or you need, you need to drop what you believe and believe what I believe because I'm right and you're wrong. And that goes back into that's a lot of people's agendas right now. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's the world, and that's why we keep saying the world is different today. The world that's part of it. 
that's part of it. Nobody wants to be wrong. Nobody wants to compromise. If your opinion is different from mine, that used to be like, you know what? Agree to disagree. Um, you're kind of pissing me off. I disagree, but you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. Now you're the scum of the earth. If you have a minor difference in opinion from somebody, even if it's like in taste of uh, movies or music, mm-hmm. there's so Like much, I said, I just, there's so I just much had it up. out. I just had it out with somebody on Facebook. And it's not even that I had it out with them. It was this person had their own opinion. And they're very, very strongly agree with their opinion. I had my opinion. Okay. And I voiced my opinion. And then whenever I voiced my opinion, it was, well, let me tell you. (laughs) And I listened. I listened because guess what? You can't have a conversation if you don't listen to both parts. Yep. So I went, you know what? Give me, give it to me. Give it to me. And he did. And he told me, you know, we're in this position because of this. And we're in this position because of this. And we're in this position because of this. And anybody that knows me knows that before I talk about anything, I will do my research. I will look into it. I will make sure that I know what I'm talking about to a point. I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll be the first person to admit it. And this person starts spewing all this shit out. And then I started coming back with, uh, well, this is not right because of this. And this is not right because of this. And this is not right because of this. You're right here because of this. And you're right here because of this. But a lot of the things you said, you're wrong. And I can back it up. And then all of a sudden, I was not American. <laughs> it was, I, and, and the thing was, was this person was in the military. Mm-hmm. And they made the comment of, well, I'm, I'm more American than you because I wrote that blank check and you didn't. So I'm going to say something that's probably going to piss off a lot of people. If you were in the military, God bless. I respect you. I have the utmost, you know, just respect for you. Thank you very much for your service. However, you being in the military does not make you more American than the next person. Okay? Does not. Because there's a lot of people out there that would like to be in the military, but can't be in the military. There's a lot of people that want to be in the military, but they're afraid to be in the military. Okay? That doesn't make them less American. And when you come at me, and I'm going to say this, and it's going to piss people off. When you come at me and you tell me, I wrote a blank check. Your blank check entitles you to a free fucking meal at Applebee's one time a year. That's what your blank check entitles you to. I know that's going to piss people off. That does not, because you're in the military, does not make you more of an American than the next guy. I know a lot of people that are so red, white, and fucking blue, they piss freedom. Okay? And they've never been in the military. So don't come at me with the, I'm more American than you because I fought for this country. Okay. No, no. Thank you for your service. I respect you. But I don't respect you saying that you're better than me because you were in the military. Or like you should be holding some kind of bucket for them to piss in. You know what I mean? Because they're higher up somewhere than you. Like, no. I totally agree 100% with what you're saying. And I actually, I don't kiss anybody's ass. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Now, I respect the hell. Out, uh, everyone knows how I feel about that little fucking dog and pony act they call the military in this country. But everyone also knows how I feel about the people that have served or are currently serving. It's I have the utmost respect for every single one of you, past, present, and future. Uh, you have my ult- ultimate gratitude and uh, and respect for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. It means a ton to, I would imagine, everybody that lives here and calls this home. Like, I can't tell you how very, very, very appreciated all of you are. Um, and that's where that ends. Period. I, I, I don't pass that, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're talking about, that's where you're you know meal at applebee's once a year or you know whatever that's where my debt of gratitude ends to you like i'm not gonna be treated like i'm an inferior uh citizen compared to you because you served in the military fuck you and my thing is is whenever i started bringing up that well you're wrong because of this you're wrong because of that because i had a different opinion and i defended my opinion they blocked me and unfriended me on facebook Wow. You know, it's where I'm thinking you're, you're really, you're, you're a tough guy with your blank check and everything like that, but you, you, I hurt your feelings and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I hurt your feelings and you ran away. There have been a lot of great, great men and women, American people that have never served in the military that have contributed hugely, hugely mm-hmm. to the people in this country. You're telling me they're any less important because they didn't serve in the military? Simone Biles has more rewards than most military men. And she she served this country by being in the Olympics and has more medals than some of the people in the military. Does that make her more American than you? No. She's American. That's it. Mm -hmm. I'm American. Tim's American. Joe's American. That's it. You're American. And again, I just want to stress that I everything that I said it doesn't take away from the you know the respect and and gratitude I do have for the people that have served and are serving. I respect the hell out of them. As you know, the people, the yeah, right, the military on the other hand, that's we'll do another episode on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I, I I agree with both of you uh, on this. I would say that the one difference maker is that it does take. I think a specific type of person to be in the military because I, you know, I thought about it and then I, sh- I was in the, I was, I almost went to the Marines first and uh, they showed me a tape, literally a VHS tape of hell week. And I was like, well, it's been real. Uh, I mean, I, I had took the yeah, asthma. I took, you know, I was, I was pretty much getting ready to go. And I then, uh, yeah. And then I, I was like, recruiter, I'm good. I had the recruiter show up at my house the day after Easter in 1997. Mm-hmm. And I had called him all weekend to tell him that I had changed my mind and I decided to go to school. And he ignored my calls from mm-hmm. Friday till Monday morning. He showed up at my door Monday morning at 6 a.m. to take me to Pittsburgh to sign my paperwork. I was going to the army mm-hmm. and I decided not to. And he showed up at the house and my mom and my mom answered the door and I heard my mom. My mom said he has tried to contact you all weekend to tell you that he changed his mind. And he made the comment, I'm going to come in that house and I'm going to grab him because he's mom. And my mom said, you better bring the fucking army with you. <laughs> um, because no, mom. I had no, I had no obligation to go. I did not <laughs> sign anything. All I, I had nothing. 
Yeah. And yeah, he made the comment that I'm going to go into his bedroom. I'm going to grab him. My mom said, you better bring that fucking army here. Mm-hmm. And I didn't go, you know, cause I decided to go to school. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree that, you know, yes, there's nothing but the utmost respect for those who served and, you know, have put their lives in danger for my freedom. And I, I can't even, I, I, I can't put even the words what that means. Um, however, that doesn't make me less of American because I didn't do that. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm doing the best to do my part in it at this point. So, uh, you know, I, that, that would not fly with me as well. So I completely understand your reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. And I think, can I just say that, you know, it, it might be cliche or corny or whatever, but you know, the fighting that this country needs to be doing right now is, is here. And it's, it's not with, with, with guns and tanks. Okay, we we need to be fighting the war amongst our people. Okay, we need to be we we need to be focused on a lot of other important things than military games right now, in my opinion. Yep, absolutely. So I think we're all on the same page as the political divide. It's a mess and we don't know if we can fix it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's move on to the normal just people thing. We have a racial divide amongst us that is definitely hurting um, our our country. Um, so so I, I, watched, I watched a video here two days ago where this lady had asked who in this room would want to be black. Give up your white privilege and be black. Raise your hand. Nobody raised their hand. She asked again, how many people in this room would trade their life right now to be of African-American descent? And nobody raised their hand. And then she asked why. And no one answered. And she said, I know why. Because you know that your life would change going from white to African-American. That's why no one raised their hand. And I agree with that. You know, as much as you say, well, there's no such thing as white privilege. There's no such thing as racism. You absolutely know that there is a such thing as yeah. white privilege, and there is such a thing as racism in this country. Because yeah. if you didn't, that's feel why that you way, didn't raise your hand, hand and go, yeah. "Yeah, I'll do it." You know, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. It's um, disgusting. Sorry, go ahead, Tim. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. It's disgusting that we even have to have the racism conversation in 2022. It's mm-hmm. time. Come on, you know what I mean? Like you. We're still fighting about the color of each other's skins. That's how far we've come as a society, as people. That's ridiculous. Agreed. Had to get that out. (laughs) So right now we're doing our our yearly compliance, HR compliance courses. (laughs) And we have one about diversity. And something came up in it that I, I, we probably did it last year and maybe just didn't have the impact for some reason. There's something called implicit bias. So I'm going to read you just a brief statement on what that means. But we have a bias when rather than being neutral, we have a preference for or an aversion to a person, group of people. Thus, we use the term implicit bias to describe when we have attitudes towards people or associate stereotypes with them without our conscious knowledge. So subconsciously, even though I may look at someone who's black and say, 
I, I have no problem with you because you're a black person. I have no problem with that. However, subconsciously, we have these stereotypes that, that fit in. All of us. Uh, you know, they're All not, not responsible, not this, not that, whatever. Whatever those stereotypes that go with it, our subconscious is not allowing us to get by. And, it, and yet, yes, Joe, I think I agree. All of us have those kinds of things. But I don't know if all of us recognize it enough or allow them to to hold precedence like some do. I um, agree. You, that, I think that brings up to your point of where you were saying, like, um, my God, I just lost what you were saying for a moment there. But <laughs> but basically, you don't you don't know that you're having this issue because you know I'm not going to raise my hand. There it was. I'm not going to raise my hand because I'll be the, I'll be the black guy, but I have no problem with the black people, but I'm not going to raise my hand because subconsciously, you know, I have no problem with him, but I don't want his life. Exactly. Cause because of the stereotypes that go with it, even right. though you might, might blatantly say that doesn't exist. Probably yes, not. It does. Yeah. <laughs> and, and these things go through everything. We're not just talking, you know, the race issue. We're talking age, gender, the LB LGBTQIA plus everyone, whatever minus equals greater than <laughs> everyone is biased. Everyone buys into stereotypes. Everyone is impartial. Everybody is judgmental. You just might not be aware of the fact that you are. And, and I love that you said, you know, some people might not even realize it. A lot of people, if you're not paying close enough attention and I can even say personally, you know, you don't realize certain things about yourself. It sounds stupid, but as an adult, get to know yourself better. Mm -hmm. It's going to be one of the hardest things you have ever done in your life. It sounds stupid, but I promise you it will be getting to know yourself on a deeper level will be the best thing you ever did. And there's a lot of things, unconscious behaviors and bias and impartials and judgments that you have in the moment, you know, that it's not voluntary most of the time. And you don't realize it. Now, a lot of people act on those because they do realize it. You know, we call those people racist, um, amongst many other things. <laughs> but absolutely, we all have that on a subconscious level. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much work you've done on personal development and self-growth. And you say, you know, you are the most non-judgmental, impartial, you know, non-biased person that lives on the face of the earth. You still experience those thoughts and feelings on some kind of level. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stereotypes are, are just, you know, the most ridiculous thing sometimes, you know, they like it just whenever like, you know, uh, you hear like comedians are comedians and I, I laugh at the things they say because that's what their point is that their purpose is to be funny. But you hear people make jokes like you know, black people say white people can't dance. I mean, I could dance a long time ago. I can't now because I'm old and out of shape, but <laughs> or when a white person says, oh, black people eat, you know, chicken and watermelon. Um, I love freaking chicken and watermelon. Matter of fact, I have been bugging my wife to take me to a place that's really good fried chicken and I'll eat watermelon all summer freaking long if I could. So, you know, these are dumb things like that is not even reality. Like, you know, like you have good taste buds. You're going to like any of those things. And if you can at least catch a rhythm, you might be able to dance. You know? <laughs> Well, the thing is, too, then you got to like, well, well, you know, like right now you have and I, and I, I have a friend of mine does a podcast as well, and, and he's been commenting on this for the past two weeks now. You get the whole thing with the NFL and not hiring African-American 
head coaches. Mm-hmm. So in his podcast, he said, okay, there's no, you know, you want to talk about not hiring NFL African-Americans in the NFL as a head coach. He said, so does anybody know how many coaches there are in the NFL that are African-American? There's a ton. Just because there's not a head coach doesn't mean that they're not a coach. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, so you're, you're going to talk about the NFL and not hiring a black or an African-American coach. He said, okay. He said, that opens up the door, folks, for a whole mess of other things. Like how many African-American coaches are there in the NBA? Good many. How many, then you could, you got to break it down even further. Let's, let's look at players. Do you think there's more African-American players in the NFL than there are white? Cause there are. Oh yeah. There's more, there's yeah, more African-American like, football players. There are more African-American <laughs> players in the NFL than there are white. Let's look at the NBA. Yeah. Anybody who's not NBA. blind would notice that. And that's just, there's that's more African-American players than there are white. Let's not even look at hockey. Or uh, baseball. <laughs> baseball has opposite. more Latin players. Right. Not but African-American. Black guys and like right. going, you know. <laughs> But people don't look at it like that. People see color of skin. Mm-hmm. They see color of skin. As much right. as I hate to say it, that's what they see. Then in hockey, hockey's like, well, there's a ton more white players than there are black players in the, in the NHL. There are. But there yeah. are African-American players in the NHL. Yeah, like now, two coaches. Yeah, there I was a the what was it last night or night before maybe this weekend there's going to be the first hockey game with all three all three analysts that will be doing the the live broadcast are going to be african-american nice right. that's kind of cool right yeah that is cool that's but just I mean, cool it should yeah, but i mean like you said, but it is <laughs> this whole thing with the nfl breaks let me just down. Hold on, before we go further i want to clarify that that wasn't a dig i meant that in the best of intent <laughs> you, you don't understand what i mean by that i like, did it, yeah <laughs> But like he said, this opens up the door for so many more problems to, to, to arise from it. Because if you're gonna if you're gonna start the conversation on one, there's there's gonna be a conversation on the others. You better be ready. Mm-hmm. You know? I, I'm not I'm not saying that that uh, I don't disagree with that because you know <laughs> it is gonna spark a lot of disagreement and argument with it. Uh, but I'm also not saying that he's not that Brian Flores may not be on the something either. The the problem then is at what point do we get that we just say, you know what, this person got that job because they were more, you know, qualified. built for it. Yeah, qualified for it or built for it. Or maybe that team was looking at that coach all year long. And because they, they have this, they, so the Rooney rule was great at first it needs to be redone because it now is making it look like i'm just going to do what i have to do and then just get the person that i want anyway and that's what it's now implying so it did its job at first but we never they or i should say we the nfl never morphed it as it went along to fit every time it needed to be changed or, or looked at again to say okay now we we've got somebody in the door to do the interview now, you know, how do we help them 
get jobs or, you know, get them ready to have jobs. You know, what, you know, that kind of thing. It, we just kind of left it as, as long as we do the interview, we're good. And it's never been touched since. So they need to redo that um, so that these things don't happen because regardless if he has merit to his, his statements or not, that's, that is the culture it created at this point. So it's definitely a good and a bad to it. And the thing is, you know, a lot of people would think, well, these guys are going off the rails again. No, we're not though. Like this, these are all issues that we feel need to be addressed in order to get to where we think that we need to be. Right. These are all problems. Like the, like the problem with, you know, and, and here, and here's my thing. And it might rub people the wrong way. I think that anybody who is in a position that they're like a, a football coach, a, a, a manager, a boss, anything. I think whenever you say, well, they're not hiring enough African-Americans. And to a point, you're right. To a point, you are right. However, you have to look at qualification as well. Like, so are, are you telling me that if, 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 I, if I walk into a hospital and there's an African-American heart surgeon and me, and I'm applying for to be the heart surgeon. I have no place in an operating room. Are you telling me that because I'm white, I'll get the job over the guy who is a heart surgeon? No. Like they, you, you, you have to look at the whole picture. Do I think that there is racism in how they're selecting coaches and stuff like that? There is. There absolutely is. However, we need to look at it at a broader scale. Mm-hmm. You know. It, it, it has to be at a broader scale. Like if, if you're interviewing two people and one person has one year of experience, one person has 10 years of experience, the person who has 10 years of experience should have an edge on the person that has one year experience, well, regardless you know, of color of skin. With any type of job interview. Yeah, it shouldn't be, but it, and it's disgusting that it is, but that is an issue that, uh, that people have to worry about. You know, you do have situations where people are getting hired uh, because of the color of their skin versus somebody else's. Uh, you're going to tell me, you know, pregnant women don't get uh, declined, you know, positions or job offers because of the fact that they're pregnant. Yes, they do. They just can't put that on paper as the reason that they weren't chosen for the job. Mm-hmm that's a loophole that's been you know and i was just using that the pregnancy as an example but that it doesn't stop anybody from yeah. discrimination and you brought up Rooney rule and and you know you could take that back to earlier in the conversation as you they could apply that to government and 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 uh jude thinking that the the constitution and bill of rights and all that need to be updated and rewritten it's, it's an example of like, the, you know, when they started the rule and when, you know, when they sat down and wrote the constitution and this and that, yeah, that was a great way to open the door, but nobody ever went back and revisited it. You know what I mean? You know, sure. They've amended it. like with 25,000 times, but. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that, Joe. We'll get to that. No, I was, I was just oh, saying that's, get there with that one, buddy. that's what it simulated <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. Brought up. yeah. Hey, we're this we're real good with building door. something but then not actually doing maintenance on it. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, you know, well, so let, people that well, think let's we're talk about that. off the rails, we're not. It's all encompassing here is, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about, let's let's revisit that, the whole, and because I, I just thought about it. Because, you know, whenever I use the bathroom, I think about things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so my, 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 my thing with that is, is we're talking about, you know, 
well, the Constitution needs rewritten, or you know, the Bill of Rights needs rewritten, or we need to revisit that. I don't think that'll ever happen, though, because rewriting a Constitution, rewriting a Bill of Rights, rewriting the the you know, whatever, rewriting any of that, the people who are going to be in charge of rewriting that are going to be directly affected by rewriting that. You want this society of so people never do it. Do you want this current society of people walking the earth in 2022, the adults, the politics, you know, the, the voting people of America, you want those people to be sitting down trying to come together and figure out a new constitution. I think that's a whole, I trust lot. them more than I trust my government. I uh, agree. I'll give you that. However, uh, Man, that would be that would be a meeting that would never end. I don't it trust the government because they're mostly all senior citizens, and I hate to be the asshole, but they all still live in 1960, 1970 when things were kind of coming out better, but still pretty messy. Explain to me why. Explain to me why. Anybody explain to me why the guy who is supposed to be the head of the government can only be in position for eight years. Mm-hmm. But Congress, the Senate, all of them have no term limit. None. Why? Exactly. Why? You're right. That's the problem. It, 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 no it sense to me. Answered why. Like, that should not be a thing. Change it. Now, I know that there's somebody out there right now that's saying, well, Biden was in Congress for 47 years and he never did anything for this country. Well, I, so would, just like get- to say, I would just like to say to that person say, sitting out there somewhere saying that, how's it feel to be fucking wrong? Fucking wrong. Right, <laughs> right. Because here's the thing. People people are like, well, he didn't do anything. Right? He was in there for 47 years. Do you realize what it takes for something to get through the Senate? Or Congress. Yeah, 47 way, years. Way too <laughs> long. <laughs> but like, he's not the only guy. Right. Like, there are a ton of other politicians that have been in there for as long, maybe a little bit less, that they haven't done anything because they have to have a majority vote. Mm-hmm. A, Biden not, can't come out and go, hey, we're going to give everybody free health care because that's what I want to do. And that's the right thing to do for the American people. And then all of a sudden, it's going to everybody's going to be like, yeah, OK. No, it's it's agendas. It's all about agendas. Everybody's agenda is different. Everybody, what they want to do is different. And it's turned into a bunch of, OK, I'll I will I will help you with that. However, what are you going to do for me? It's why does it have to be like that? Why can't it be that this one thing here is great for the American people, for the people? Why can't they just say, you know what? This right here, phenomenal for the American people. Let's do it. Why does it always have to be? Yeah, I understand. That's great for the American people. But my yacht is 15 years old. Because you said it yourself right there. America is a business, my friend. Yep. Period. Absolutely. So real quick, on December of 2021, um, 
the average age of the Congress of a congressman or congressman or woman was 57.6 years of age. Senators were 62.9 years of age. I was going to say, I would think that it was closer to 60. Yeah. The oldest currently is uh, someone from Arkansas, Don Young, at 87 years of age. And then you have somebody in Texas, 85, somebody These in Florida. People have been in their seats my entire life. Yeah. You, yeah. Like 34 years. Yeah, that's Jeez. that's nuts. Now, like to me, 57 doesn't seem too bad. But like you're talking the average age is 62. That there's going to be a lot of people over that age bringing that number up and it's time to retire. Like if you if there's a retirement age, you should retire. I don't I personally feel like there needs to be a cap to the age that you could be the president. And there you know, there there's already one for the you need to be what? You uh, 42 now, come on, Timmy. that's that's called age discrimination Discrimin- it is but yep. <laughs> scientifically we all know that at, at a certain age your mind starts to go like you right. aren't going to be the same person and have yeah. the same thoughts as, as you as you yeah. were at some point. i feel that age is around 43 I'm not, <laughs> i am past that age as well <laughs> i'm not trying to stir up a trump biden thing whatever but you know all the sleepy joe stuff i mean it's kind of a pretty good example, you know. <laughs> Trump Trump wasn't any younger. So no, I mean he's not that no, much younger than him. He just had not. a lot more money to make himself look like he's and that's fake. what I mean. I was thinking <laughs> Joe Biden, but I mean, look at that. I mean, you get up there past a certain age, maybe we reevaluate if you should be in this position. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't want to sound like I'm questioning I'm not questioning any of their intelligence. No, but I think there should be some kind of mental competency. Uh, yeah because so they are do. they they do they have that yeah yeah they do have that but are they it has it changed has it moved with the time like so maybe do, I, are we in that part maybe where they're get the more often they have to go through the competency you know what I mean? do it once a year so, well i'm saying okay maybe we change that maybe going into what tim you know trying to i was trying to base it off what you were going for tim there i, I thought you have to maybe then reevaluate that more often, not just once yeah. a year. And but I'm not talking about them. It. I'm talking about the questions that are asked The you know, what intentions the, you know, are you, are you more in tune with what's happening currently as opposed to what right. happened when you first came in, you know, <laughs> as, as opposed to, all right, Joe, what's your name? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. So, yeah, and I mean, like, they have they have a test that the president has to do every year. It's a physical, and it's the same physical they go to Walter Reed, and, you know, they go through a full physical every once a year. But um, but you were, you were saying about, you know, Trump having more money. I, it's funny because I, I got into an argument on WTAJ's Facebook because, you know, that's just what I do. Um, <laughs> you can do these arguments a lot. <laughs> you know what? It, it's funny when I get into an argument. It, it's just that I, I make a comment because I don't know when to keep my fucking mouth shut, <laughs> and I and I hurt people's feelings. God, I can so almost hear like, head know. shaking. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like this one guy was talking about how you know the economy and everything like that, and somebody had made a comment. Man, you you missed the the president was that was the greatest econo- or economist in the world talking about trump he was the greatest economist in the world 
he knows economics better than anybody. I'm like, that motherfucker filed for bankruptcy 11 times. Just to say, he lost I'm, I'm, dollars. Oh, yeah. He's great at economics, you dumbass. You know? I think Donald Trump was great at finding ways to make billions and billions and billions of dollars. I also then think that he was equally great at figuring out how to lose it. <laughs> Go right. see the Trump casino in Atlantic City. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what can't. about Trump University? Trump Stakes? Trump Airline? <laughs> Trump Wine? Trump I'm Wine, saying, anybody? If you're taking financial advice, you got to take that into consideration. Okay. I'm going to go and uh, do exactly what Donald Trump tells me to do to make billions of dollars. He's obviously knows what he's doing. He's done it. Proof is in the pudding. Oh, wait. He also knows exactly how to lose it. <laughs> File bankruptcy like 11 fucking times. And maybe I don't mold exactly from what the Trump is doing. He's bamboozling a lot of people. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a great American hero. <laughs> so for Jesus, speaking of yeah. money, how about the economical divide? Oh, man, nobody. I, pay, there are a lot of people out there that don't pay their fair share. I'll tell you that now. Mm -hmm. And it's I, and here's the thing, though. They're using loopholes that are legal. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we made them. He made them. You know who made those loopholes? The the rich motherfuckers out there not paying their fair share mm -hmm. because the little guy's not in there making the decisions. The guy who has the billions of dollars is. Yeah, because he can pay the guy who makes the decisions. That's why. Absolutely. I, oh, you need you me to contribute? Sure. Just, uh, you know, if you could take a look at this for me. I'm not saying you have to do anything with it, but, you know. It, uh... It's not about rednecks or blue collars. It's about yeah. greenbacks. I think taxes is bullshit. I think taxes should be lower in general, period. I obviously, somebody that is making, let's pretend, I don't know, somebody's making $8 an hour um, for 30 years of their life, as opposed to somebody who is sitting fat on $300 billion. Um, yeah, I expect that guy to be paying more in taxes, obviously, but I don't, taxes in general are just astronomical across the board. Ask, ask yourself this. When you buy a house, and Timmy, you know this, you just bought a house. We just bought a house a couple of years ago. When I bought my house, when you bought your house, you had to pay tax on it, right? There'd be tax on fucking breathing. So I paid tax when I bought it. And then every year I got to pay tax on something I already paid taxes on. Yeah. Every, every dollar yeah. Of, in, of earned income. And, you know, keyword there being earned uh uncle sam you know every dollar you know around tax season hmm? Hmm? Uh, send a little bit of here's that the other thing here's the other you thing are, you are in america after all i mean why we wouldn't be in america if america wasn't getting a piece of the pie let's, with, let's be real. with me at work we give you the opportunity okay. to have a job my my regular pay is taxed 22 percent between 20 and 22% is my regular hourly pay. I, as a manager every month, get a store bonus. I get a bonus for what the store profits. Okay. A lot of that check is taxed 43.5%. Why? You, I'll tell you what, if you find out the reason, you let me know. <laughs> Dude, 
because it's considered a bonus. Hate taxes. Hate them. Because of it being a bonus, they tax it at a higher tax bracket. Mm-hmm. Here's how I think money. Because it's a bonus. It's not Here's an hourly or regular. That's this little shit show we call the, you know, taxes in this country, okay? Why? Okay, what am I being taxed for and what is that money going to? And I know some, you know, somebody that's all up on politics is going to, you know, fire off A through Z of what my, you know, money is supposed to be going towards and what it's actually going towards. But come on, guys, you're wrecking the average American citizen of everything they're making. You're paying for the the shiny airplanes that they fly. You're paying for the government workers. You're there's a lot of things that does go toward. I mean, like you said, somebody could easily throw a list down and, and show it to you. But hey, how, about how much of though? that is just being hidden somewhere? Or you know, oh, I bet you more than fifty percent of it's hidden. Yeah, like it's killing. It kills me when these these motherfuckers come back and they're like, "We're not going to be Congress or Senate right now because we've got to figure out our budget." Because we want more of your money so that we can make sure. As they're sitting (laughs) on a beach. Right. Like the last government shutdown, they had pictures of all these senators and everything lying on a beach, Mm -hmm. living their best life. Yep. I'm sorry, but if you can't come to a fucking agreement for a budget on the United States, you're not going to do it from a damn beach. You stay in, in Washington. You do your fucking job. The American people are paying you, and they are as much as there's other people out there to go. Well, you know, they're not, they fucking work for us. They're supposed to work for us. They're not working for us. They're, I supposed, say. Exactly. they're supposed to be. It's supposed to be the American government works for the people. Mm-hmm. And I love the people that'll come out there, and, and, and Graham Allen is one that says, you know, we don't work for you. You work for us. We tell you what to do. Yeah, good luck with that, Skippy. Okay. Yeah. That's not the way it works, okay? I want you to go to the gates of the of Washington D.C. Walk up to the White House and go, "Hey, Mr. Biden, I'm 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 here to tell you what you're going to do today." So right before they put you in handcuffs, they're mm-hmm. going to look at you and go, "You're a fucking idiot." Yep. <laughs> you know, the American government does not work for the people. They do not. They work for whoever's paying them. No, but as they much should- as everybody problem america needs to be given back to the people because the people right now unfortunately even though nobody wants to say it are working for the american government these stimuli gave the power to them exactly these stimuli that they sent out they said oh you know the economy is shit america's people are in crisis nobody has any money we got your own money here we'll 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 send you some (laughs) stimulus money um you mean our money that we yeah. gave you in the first place? Yeah, right. Yeah, I want to give you back some of your money that you paid Here's us. Here's a thought. That's exactly if, what that was. If you're standing up and saying the American people, you know, they need this money, you know, they need to catch a break. Stop taxing them so highly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's my thing too. Like Megan and I did our taxes, and we owe money. We shouldn't know uh, money. Pissed. We shouldn't. Right. We shouldn't know money. You know. It's you tax my ass with what you said I needed to pay I, for this I, year. Yep. You know, uh, that? you I'm took sorry. the money out I, of my check. That sounds like a you problem. You didn't take enough money. I don't know what to tell you. You know what that means? Well, well, not that means, means that you more. spent the money I was giving you horribly, and now you want more. <laughs> right. And you then know? everybody else, they're like, oh, hey, we took too much. Here's some back. Was it because here's, of the, the child tax thing. credit, Jude? What's that? Was it because of the child tax credit? That's why we got hit. 
That's why we got hit. Stupid. Stupid. Here's like, my yeah, thing. My I didn't ask for that shit. <laughs> right. I didn't ask for it. And here's the thing. I, give me I the, the option to decline it. I'll decline I, it all day. Here, here's yeah. the fucking money. I had the conversation you know? with Emily the other day about that, and they made it apparently because I'm the same way. They sent me that letter, said, you know, you can decline by going to blah, blah, blah. But apparently the people that did get, you know, on to decline the the pay, the monthly payments from that, they made it incredibly difficult to do. It was like painful of a process to go through to, to decline these payments. And they were banking on that. Mm-hmm. Of course they were. Check, your, my- check your bills. Check some of your bills, like your entertainment kind of bills, like cell phone stuff. Look for a federal federal recovery tax. Yeah. Guess, yeah. guess what that's paid for? <laughs> All the here's, stimmies. Here's, here's my thing. And, and, and I say this. And it's going to piss some people off when I say this. So messed up. So if you are on welfare or disability, they don't take taxes out of it for the most part. Sometimes they do. Okay. So let's just look at welfare. You did not work. Okay. You got welfare. You got cash assistance. Do you know they still file taxes and get a tax return? Mm Mm-hmm. You should not. I, I hate to say this, and there's going to be people out there who are going to be mad about this. <laughs> not wrong, man. You should not be getting a tax return. What? People are going to go, well, they're entitled to XYZ too. They no. are. They're entitled to that free money that they're getting. Yeah, they already got their entitled money. Right. So, right. And my thing is, is, there are people out there that need that. They no. absolutely at, do. No. Yeah. At tax season, at that particular part of the year, those particular people aren't entitled to shit. Okay, you didn't pay taxes. They should not get a tax return. You right. didn't they put in get on this. That <laughs> money should go back into the system to help more people. Yes, I like, agree. Like, and 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 I think I, I I read a report where they said that the people who actually get a tax return don't use that money towards they, like bills. They buy a fucking TV or, with or, to, or to get ahead or to, or to pay. Oh no, it's, it's paid to get a what? PS5 hey. and a bigger TV. Guilty. You know, <laughs> hey, and, but you and have a job, right? Is, yes, I my, do. But, yeah, but here's the thing: you know, <laughs> like, you can't fault the person for that, though. You can't. No, I because they're just taking what's given to them. That's all. They're just right. oh, it's offered. Why right. the hell like not? That's, not, that's yeah. stimulus. No. How many, I, show yeah, hands. I'm, show I'm, hands. How many people? How many people set back? Has set that stimulus back? Show hands. No, hell no. But show hands. How many people are ever going to say no to free large sums of money? Mm-hmm. No. Nobody. No. Nobody. I, so you're right. Said, you can't blame, blame the person. I blame the system. But geez, exactly. Jesus Christ. Why are we giving them money? <laughs> of course, you know, anybody would take it, obviously. Everybody is hurting for cash right now, man. There used to be a middle class. Everyone likes to say middle class. I've said for a long time there is no more middle class. There's the haves and the people that are struggling, the have nots. <laughs> When I worked for Rena Center, I had a customer come in. She came in with three of her kids. And at Rena Center, when you fill out your application to rent something, you have to put in your income. Whatever it is, you got to put in your income. So she puts in her income that she's making $5,600 a month. Uh-huh. But right underneath that, she marked unemployed. Even, and I went, even people, I'm talking about even people that are making like, you know, people with 
$100,000 a year salaries are struggling right now. Uh, now, it, Jude, is that gross or net? That, <laughs> let me, let me continue <laughs> with that. Okay? So she writes down, she's making $5,600 a month. And underneath it said unemployed. So I, I asked her, I said, ma'am, I think you made a mistake here. I think it's, you know, you wrote down here that you make $5,600 a month. That's you wrote not flex. <laughs> and uh, she went, no, that's right. And I went, okay. And I get a piece of paper and I rip it out. I went, can you go and tell me where you're making that 5,600 bucks? And she said, oh yeah, absolutely. She's like, so I, I get my disability and I get my cash assistance and I get my food stamps and my section eight and my child support. And then two of my kids are, are um, disabled and yeah. they get this and they get that. And then I get, there was one other thing that she got, which literally equaled out to $5,600 a month. And then in the same conversation, she told me that she was going to get a part-time job that next month. And that the government was going to pay for her to get a vehicle and they were going to repair it for her so she can get back to work. I don't make half of that a month and I am trading probably 50 hours a week of my time and I'm not getting half of that. No. And she said, she said it was child support and all kind of other stuff, you know, that she was getting and, She's like, yeah, I make $5,600 a month. And then I asked her, and, and I know this rubbed her the wrong way. I said, so why are you at Renaissance? And she said, <laughs> this is at the end of my time at Renaissance, so I didn't really care. And she said, because if there's any, for any reason I can't afford to pay it, I could still keep it and I'll just give you the money whenever I get it. To which I asked again, if you're making $5,600 a month, you shouldn't miss any payments. <laughs> she, goes, she, she literally looks at me and she goes, well, I like to buy stuff. Hmm. Okay. All right. This is where the conversation is going to end because uh, it's going to go here's south real quick. Where I want to look at you. But here's the thing. She's <laughs> one person of multiple people we had. Yeah. Right. That went through that. Dude. Yeah. But again, you can't fault her. She's taking advantage of a system that we made. I mean, at a certain point, though, you know, honestly, I do have to say that, like, where's the buck stop on that? The whole, you know, you can't fault them. Um, so we gotta, hold up. We got to do better. We got to do better as a society. Where, like, like it's where gotta, I was. There you have it, everybody. Uh, part one of hashtag reboot. As you can see, uh, you know, we get into some debates. Uh, nothing too crazy, obviously. We try to keep it civil as always. Um, but we definitely have some differencing opinions on maybe how we feel things are going or could go in the future. So, uh, you know, stay tuned for the next episode because I think you'll see that uh, we continue to kind of have these differences, have these discussions that maybe... Um, we uh, 
find out a little bit more about ourselves and uh, just how we feel. And, and, you know, like I said before, you know, I'm the forever optimist of the group I feel and, and maybe don't feel as, uh, as negative, uh, or I don't even, maybe not negative, but, um, I don't lack as much hope as maybe some others do. Um, you know, but we, you know, we, we talk it out. We, we talk through it. We, I think we come up at the end of the next episode and then throughout the next episode with some, some ideas, some conclusions, some things that we feel need to change, who we think is going to do the change, the benefits of that. And, uh, you know, what we kind of need to do now to get the ball rolling. So uh, stay tuned for the next episode. Remember, you can always catch us on Facebook. You can catch all our episodes on there. Um, they link now, which is excellent. Uh, you can always catch us on Spotify and then Apple Podcasts as well, uh, where you can give us a five-star rating and give us a little bit of a review. Um, don't forget that uh, we are now on iHeartRadio and Google Podcasts. Um, we're on um, like Podbean and some others out there as well. So lots of places you can listen to us. Stay tuned for more information about our new website uh, that will be coming soon with some merch. Uh, we're pretty excited about that. Um, we'll, we'll try not to... We'll try not to break the bank on, on what we're going to be selling on there, but uh, I'm excited to get some stuff out there and uh, to help us kind of get the show out. So uh, please, if you're listening, share it on your Facebook, share it on your Instagram, share it on TikTok, share it where you can. Tell you know, tell some people about it. Um, talk about it to your friends and family. Uh, it, you know, it's just whatever helps us uh, get some more listeners, get some more opinions. We'd love feedback as well. So you know been uh, few and far between for feedback so please let us know how we're doing um always feel free to question our our methods <laughs> uh you know we we love debate so um we look forward to hearing from you thanks again and have a great weekend on behalf of the beards and bros my name is tim and for jude and joe thanks for listening